0: Join me as welcome our dear pastor, Peace. Thank you so much. My name is Peace Nakaima Moruya. I attend a church called Dominion Church International somewhere at 2556 Shepherd Avenue West. If you do not have a church home, um, please visit that location. I am a Christian counselor. What does that mean? That simply means that I am formally trained. So I've studied the psychology, but I also use the Bible um, to help people with mental health and relationships. So I do use that DSM-5 that Mateo has so wonderfully spoken about as a clinician to diagnose mental disorders, but I also use the most powerful word of God hallelujah so that's what that word simply means and what you're gonna hear from me today is mostly what um, is a bit pieces and bits of what our wonderful speakers have already spoken about so my pastor told me what I'm doing here today is wrap up that happens if you've written what did we used to call them in school You write essays and at the end of the essay there is a conclusion so that means it's not going to be long my conclusions are usually one paragraph this might be a little longer than a paragraph but um, let's just reiterate on some of the things that we have heard so um, Genevieve wonderfully told us what mental illness is she did say That it refers to a variety of mental disorders, you know, conditions that are characterized by alternations in thinking, mood, behavior. But these conditions are associated with distress and impaired function. What I want us to focus on today and probably not forget is that mental health is as important as physical health and that mental health can be treated and managed. Not mental, mental illness can be treated and managed effectively, okay? So some of the statistics that she actually mentioned is that in any given year, one in five people in Canada will personally experience a mental health problem or illness, and I know my pastor was trying to do something. I'm gonna ask five people to stand Starting from Dr. Bwamichi, five people from Dr. Bwamichi, stand. (laughs) Okay, now we have six. Okay. Okay. So we have five. Okay, thank you so much. I just want to drive this point home. That Auntie Shatra, Mrs. Jumba, Mrs. Bwamichi, Esther and Dr. Wamichi when you look at that group of five people what this statistic is saying that one of you in any given year will personally experience a mental health problem or a crisis so look at the five of you Anti-Shatra is saying no, not me. Fire. <laughs> Fire. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You may take your seats. But I just want us to f- understand that these statistics are not for non-believers. They are not for people outside the church. Mental illness does not discriminate. It affects the non-believers as much as the believers and it affects people of all ages, education, income levels and cultures. It is increasingly threatening the lives of our children, with Canada's youth suicide rate being the third highest in the industrialized world. Suicide is among the the leading causes of death in the 15 to the 24-year-old Age bracket of Canadians it is second only to accidents so when you look at these statistics mental illness is very important and I'm delighted to say that the church that I attend the one I told you about in the beginning does not only say that love is alive but they are saying that we shall not be silent anymore about mental illness We already had that mental illness is co- um, caused by an interplay of, you know, it could be genetic, could be biological, personality or environmental factors. But it's also true that almost 49%, so almost half, of those who feel that they have suffered from depression or anxiety have never gone to see a treatment provider about this problem. There is a stigma, a discrimination that's attached to mental illness. This presents a serious barrier, not only to diagnosis, but also treatment and being accepted in our community. When I was preparing to talk about this today, I thought about where did my thoughts about mental health or mental illness start I come from a country called Uganda and according to the World Health Organization Uganda only gives 1% of its budget towards mental health Uganda has one national referral hospital do we know what that hospital is for mental health what is it called so, if it's also true that the estimates that we have 35% of Ugandans suffer from a mental disorder and 15% don't require treatment, but we only have one hospital which has 500 beds. If you look at the population of Uganda, And you're told 35 percent, at some point, suffer from a mental disorder, but we only have 500 beds. So I grew up hearing about this hospital in Butabika. But (laughs) what I heard about it was not very positive. Anybody had positive things about Butabika? So why would anybody want to be taken there? Why would anybody want to seek treatment? So I realized that even if I may not have understood mental illness growing up as a child in Uganda, I definitely did not want to go to Butabika for any reason. What I learned more about Butabika is that it is overcrowded. force people to go there. They have these little seclusion rooms where you're secluded and um, you may not have access to toilet facilities. So these, what I'm telling you is not speculation. It's not, what did we used to call them? It's not hearsay. They're facts documented by the World Health Organization about my country. So my attitudes about mental illness and seeking treatment for it are definitely not positive just because of that. Because that is where I started developing anything that I knew about mental illness. My pastor shared a book with me that um, gave me some insights, additional insights. It's called Troubled Minds by Amy Simpson. And I'm going to give you a few things that touched me from this book. The first thing is that hurting people need to know that they're not alone. As a church as Dominion Church. Our members who are hurting. Our members who may have mental disorders need to know that they are not alone. That after they tell their story, you will still love them as much as you did before you heard their story. They need to know that their pain does not mean that God has turned his back on them. The suffering of those with mental illness or their families should not lead to isolation. What they need from us is love. empathy others fear the church's rejection because they have experienced a cold shoulder when they try to seek help sometimes it's because the church does not feel equipped to deal with mental illness and some people have felt that by seeking treatment outside the church then they will suffer God's rejection But the worst thing is that many of us in the church have condemned those with mental illness, saying that it is a sign of weak faith or demon possession, as you heard Mateo say. We are afraid of things that we do not understand. We are afraid when we do not know how to help. Observing some people who may be suffering with mental illness can be uncomfortable. But as a church, we are taking the steps to say we are here. Hallelujah. We are taking the steps to say that our sisters and brothers will not suffer alone. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Benjamin, if I could have that. Verse 24 to 26, kindly stand, so that we can read that together. First Corinthians, let's read. It says that there are different kinds. But in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, given this, through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of wisdom by the same Spirit. Benjamin, give me 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 to 26. Thank you. So while presentable parts need no special treatment, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern over each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part honored, every part rejoices with it. You may take your seats. So if one member is suffering We are all suffering. For many, mental illness can become a spiritual crisis. And I just want to let anybody who has gone through this, or is currently going through this, is that being plagued with depression, anxiety, panic disorders, or any other mental illness um, does not make one an inadequate Christian. Just the same way as we had, that having a fractured knee, nobody's going to say that you're not a good Christian because you broke your knee. So why do we say that you're inadequate? Because your mind is fractured. We have seen stories of Christian leaders who have died by suicide. Christian pastors who have openly shared their struggles with mental illness and ended up dying by suicide. Because as a church, we do expect them to be perfect. I would like us today to know that it's okay for us not to be okay. We are human. We are not going to be perfect. Our pastors are not going to be perfect. And us as church members, we are not going to be perfect. But don't we know that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness? In 2 Corinthians twelve eight to 10 the Bible says... My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, more gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong today I pray today I beseech you that let us stop the condemnation let us embrace each other no matter what our challenges are whether they are physical whether they are mental or spiritual let's create an environment that allows us to freely share our challenges with each other and not expect to be shamed isolated or spoken about as members of one body let us show each other the love the empathy and stand with each other even in the dark times why is it important for us to do this as a church? Because many times the church is the first place that people seek help. It's considered a safe place. But it's also the place where the power of God is able to meet any challenges, any powers of darknesses that we face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I remind you today that mental health is as important as physical health. And secondly, that mental illness can be treated and managed effectively. Thank you.